So people who are like standing around in big rubber shoes all day, living in, you know, high rises, skyscrapers, office buildings, just not like getting out and being in touch with, with literally the surface of the planet, they tend to not be able to recover as fast or sleep as well. So the idea behind like a grounding mat or an earthing mattress is that you'd sleep on a device that actually emits this magnetic frequency. It plugs into the wall next to your bed or wherever you're sleeping and essentially grounds you to the planet. Hi, this is Amy, the senior group fitness instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, your host, and you can always reach me, John, at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. What follows is an interview with Ben Greenfield from BenGreenfieldFitness.com. And Ben is a longtime contributor here at IndoorCycleInstructor.com, professional athlete. And I reached out to him because I had some questions on communicating both the importance and potentially some tools that our students can use toward recovery. I'm recording this late January 2013. We're starting to slowly add a little additional intensity and time to some of our classes with the intent of being fit and strong this spring. And as a listener, I'm going to guess you recognize that there is a lot of value to a proper regimen of recovery, sleeping properly, those kind of things, not overtraining. But as you listen, you'll find that there are additional potentially uh, alternative methods of enhancing that recovery. Now, we're also going to talk a little bit near the end of the podcast about a live event that Ben has scheduled called Become Superhuman in March the 8th and 9th in Spokane, Washington. He's really put a lot of effort into it, and I'd be very interested to know if you're going to go. And if you do, please send me an email. Let me know what you thought of it. So now, Ben Greenfield. Ben, welcome. How are you? Hey, John, it's it's good to be back on the podcast. I think it's been, what, like 15 years or something like that? No, I think it was about a year, but uh, uh, I, I realize that you're a busy guy. What's been happening with uh, with you lately? I've been still uh, doing the, the swim, bike, run, uh, mouse on a wheel thing. <laughs> and uh, in addition to that, I just uh, put out a book last year on, on how to get fit for your body type, which was uh, just fun to write. That was kind of a, a venture between me and the, and the folks that, that do the, the Get Fit Guy podcast. And right. Yeah, and we should add to that that you have a very highly rated podcast on iTunes, actually, in fitness, the Get Fit Guy. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's number one when, when Jillian Michaels slacks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's tough to compete with. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I did that and um, started a, started like a, a mentorship program for, for uh, personal trainers and nutritionists and folks like that where I kind of – kind of teach them and, and geek out with them on more advanced topics like, you know, achieving hormonal balance in your clients or, you know, fixing guts or, you know, speeding up fat loss, stuff like that. So been 
um, enjoying doing monthly uh, workshops with trainers from all over the world, and that's kept me, me busy as well. That's my uh, my superhuman uh, coaching program, and uh, now I'm in the throes of, uh, of throwing a, a live event here in my backyard. Um, people are coming from all over the world to learn how to become superhuman, so... I, I am looking forward to that with both dread and excitement. Um, it's my first live event, and I, I'm always nervous about making sure, you know, all, all the little things are covered, like people get enough food and, you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the video team is able to capture everything well. Um, but I'm excited to, to meet a lot of the, you know, the listeners and the coaches and the, uh, the, the, uh, people who want to, want to learn more about becoming superhuman coming in from all over the place. Excited to meet a lot of these folks. So, well, you know, and, and I thought maybe we could r- kind of run over some detail of that at the end, but actually, since we're talking about it, um, when is it? Oh, it's uh March 8th and 9th. So it's, it's coming up soon. So, I mean, you get, you, you have to register by mid February to get in, um, I believe the the deadline's February fifteenth, but um, yeah, it's all all the uh, all the details and whatnot for it are, are over at uh, superhumancoach dot com. So, oh, that sounds awesome, and it's in it's in Spokane though, where you are. Yes, and I know that that's not a hot spot, a worldwide tourist hot spot, but it's actually um, it's a it's a pretty cool city, and we've got we've got a great hotel kind of lined up for folks, and like morning runs along the river and boot camp style indoor workouts for people who don't want to run along the river in the middle of March in Spokane, and <laughs> all, all sorts of fun stuff planned. So there actually are things like you know restaurants and organic grocery stores and, and things like that here. So. Well, and you were smart enough to actually do it in your hometown. You know, I had two conferences. I'm in Minneapolis, and we thought, well, Boston would be a great place, but it was a logistical nightmare. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I wanted to kind of have my finger on the pulse of the whole thing. So, yeah, it's in my backyard. Well, good luck with that. I'll I'll be interested. And you said you're recording some of it, so maybe we can get some footage of what happens at it. All right. Uh, Recovery. You when before we started recording, you used the term recovery tools, mm. and which which intrigued me. And explain what you meant by that. Uh, you know, I'd, recently, actually, over over in my blog at bengreenfieldfitness.com, one of the one of the chief research officers for the website Greatest, which is known for infographics and kind of you know, lifestyle tips, uh, published an article called "18 Scientifically." proven ways to recover faster in which, um, you know, a lot of the recovery things that, that we're kind of familiar with um, were expounded upon in greater detail, like the use of, you know, tart cherry juice as a as a very uh, antioxidant rich way to uh, to give your body the the polyphenols it needs to uh, to fix muscle damage, or um, you know the use of of high quality amino acids or protein sources at some point pre or post workout to to get your blood levels of amino acids up. Um, or even simple things like staying hydrated or, or making sure that you're avoiding doing anything more than one or two alcoholic drinks on a workout day, you know, things like that. A lot, a lot of the stuff that, that we tend to talk about, and, and it seems like, you know, to me, um, people talk a lot about like herbs and supplements and, you know, maybe even sleeping more and, and you know, things like that for recovery, Um but you know there there are tools too. There are there are things you know. I guess the foam roller is probably like a like a really simple example of a recovery tool. 
that I think doesn't get talked about enough. And and there are there are other tools, um, both you know geeky and functional that you can you can have lying around your house to help you bounce back faster after workouts. You can you know get back in the next day and, and do another workout or you know uh, get optimal fitness because of the the enhanced recovery from the workout that you've just done. And so, you know, that's what I mean when I say tools, things that you can, you can have, you know, whatever next to your bed stand in your office uh, at the gym that are going to help you bounce back faster that go above and beyond just like, you know, popping pills or, or, um, doing some of these things that, that we tend to see written about or talked about a lot. What's your favorite? My favorite recovery tool I'd have to say is, um, probably pulsed electromagnetic frequency. Um, yeah. <laughs> Define that, please. Okay, so um, the Tour de France cyclists uh, who get beaten up day after day during a multi-stage event, they use something called grounding, which is also known as earthing, uh, to enhance recovery. They've been doing it for years, typically um, placing a grounding mat uh, or using an earthing mattress. Um, this was first uh, uh, highlighted to me when I interviewed uh, the physician for the Team Radio Shack um, a few years ago on my on my podcast, a guy named Jeff Spencer. And I'd never heard of it before and started to look into it. And it turns out, and this is something that, that you're, you're starting to see more and more um, like sleep physicians and people who study circadian rhythms now talking about is the fact that the earth, like like the actual planet, emits this constant magnetic frequency. It's called a, a Schumann frequency. It's about 7.38 hertz. And what that frequency is, is the same frequency that causes your brain to produce its, its like relaxed, focused alpha brain waves, kind of keeping you in the zone. And by getting exposed to that same magnetic frequency um, from the earth, the other thing that happens is you actually mitigate production of free radicals, which we all are familiar with as, as the electrons that can go throughout the body and, and disrupt cellular metabolism, activity, recovery, things of that nature. So people who are like standing around in big rubber shoes all day, living in you know high-rises, skyscrapers, office buildings, just not like getting out and being in touch with, with literally the surface of the planet, they tend to not be able to recover as fast or sleep as well. So the idea behind like a grounding mat or an earthing mattress is that you'd sleep on a device that actually emits this magnetic frequency. It plugs into the wall next to your bed or wherever you're sleeping and essentially grounds you to the planet um, while you're asleep. So um, that's a grounding mat or an earthing mat. And when I use that word pulsed electromagnetic frequency – what I'm referring to is a device that I that I travel with that I keep between my mattress and my box spring when I'm at home or when I'm at a hotel or anywhere I go. And it does the same thing as a grounding mat or an earthing mat, but it amplifies the signal. So what happens is, it, is it's kind of like grounding on, on steroids. And uh, you flip the thing on, you fall asleep within like five or ten minutes. You wake up as soon as it turns off, whatever, seven hours, eight hours, nine hours, whatever you've programmed it to turn off for. And you can even use it for like a 30 or, or 60 minute nap. And not only do you sleep extremely sound, you feel like you recover faster when you've woken up. Your your mind is bright as soon as your eyes open. And it's also uh, the number one thing that I use for jet lag because I travel a lot for triathlons across multiple time zones. And I'm not caught dead without that thing now. 
Um, so yeah, pulsed electromagnetic frequency. Ask me what my favorite one is. I'm not going to lie. Um, that would be it. It's not cheap. It's like a $500 device, but man, it's a, uh, it's pretty useful. Now there are some listening to this would think that that's kind of out there, the tinfoil hat kind of thing. And yet is there a bunch of, um, documentation or study oh, yeah. material that shows up <clears throat> yeah. that this is a value? I mean, probably two best places for you to start if you want to research this stuff. Go go to the wiki page for PEMF, Pulse Electromagnetic Frequency, or you could go go if you got access to PubMed, you can go there and look at it. Um, the other thing that you could check out, I mean, is just just Google Tour de France Earthing or Tour de France Grounding, and you're going to see how many teams and how many team docs are have been using that literally for years with cyclists, um, but it's kind of flown under the radar. Because I've never heard of it. Yeah. I mean, this and and uh, yeah, interesting. Your your entire because I love the technology stuff. Yeah, your entire body runs on electricity. So anything you can do to enhance the electrical signaling within your body um, is is going to help you out. And and this is probably one of my favorite ways to do it. I'll have to dig in. Is there a is there a is there an expert on it that I could talk to at some point? Um. You know, the the person that I had on my podcast, um, you know, and this is always kind of tough because a lot of these, these so-called experts are also involved with the products themselves. So, you know, sometimes okay. you're not getting a super unbiased approach, but he designed the unit that I use. It's called the the Earth Pulse, and he, he, he delved into how it improves mitochondrial activity or mitochondrial density, um, how it actually mitigates free radicals, um, you know, and some of that stuff. His name was Paul Becker, and he was an interesting guy to interview. Um, so that's one guy that I know of who's kind of an expert in this stuff. Interesting. Well, I just might take a peek at it because I know people love to be on the cutting edge of things when it comes to communicating with their classes. And uh, awesome. All right. Okay. What would, would number two be? Number two, I, w- I would have to say uh, Electrostim. Um, probably the most popular Electrostim unit is a Compex um, Sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a local um, company here in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. and actually, I just I just yesterday got back from a uh, from a, what's called a biohacking conference where they had uh, uh, something called an ArcWave. It was a it's a, it's a thirteen thousand dollar unit. You know, the Compex is a little bit more affordable for the consumer. It's like five hundred to a thousand bucks, I think. Um, but this ArcWave was like the like a Compex, except it could. It could literally throw your entire body into 100% tension, you know, for like five or 10 minutes, you know, with your, with your eyeballs popping out your head and you finished <laughs> and you felt like you'd worked out for like two hours and uh, it's it pre- pretty interesting stuff. But the, the idea behind that is when your body goes into a full on maximal contraction like that, you're teaching your central nervous system to maximize its ability to stimulate motor neuron units in the muscle, and you're also maximizing lactic acid production and teaching your body how to really buffer lactic acid super quickly. Um, that's also pretty uncomfortable. Uh, we're talking about recovery today, and I'm a fan of using electrostim in a little bit um, less uh, less painful and annoying way, and that would be just to use light electrical current um, using placement of electrodes over a muscle that's been worked very hard to improve blood flow while I'm, you know, sitting at my computer writing an article or, you know, maybe watching a, a show um, or 
or doing something of that nature, you know, kind of like passive recovery. You know, sometimes I might even be doing a podcast, and if you listen closely, you can hear a little beep, beep, beep in the background, and that's my little electrostim unit running over my my quads or my legs. You can probably hear my dogs barking in the background. Well, yeah, and we should tell everybody, you know, (laughs) you, like me, are kind of a home office, home production studio, and I think we hear your children running around there a little bit as well. (laughs) <laughs> Probably do. I try to tell them to be quiet, but you can. No, that's awesome. Though four-year-old twin boys will only stay so quiet. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyways, this electrostim unit, um, you place the the pads over the area that is either injured or that you need to recover more quickly or that you need more blood flow with. And I'll tell you what, one of my favorite things to do when I need to recover really, really quickly, and I'll especially do this after a long run is I will put the electrodes on my calves and my quads, and then I'll just sit on the ground with my legs elevated while I do electrostim for about 20 minutes on a real light frequency. And, man, you, you finish something like that, and you feel all the, the blood and the metabolic byproducts and the lymph fluid kind of getting moved around in the legs, and you stand up, and you feel like you, you didn't even go on a run, I mean, in terms of the, the recovery status. So electrostim would be another one that I'm a big fan of. I know that the first two things you asked about are, are things that – that um, definitely threatened to break the bank um, if you were to, to rush out and you know spend five hundred to a thousand bucks on a on a electrostim unit or, or a pulsed electromagnetic frequency unit. Um, not everything I use is you know super expensive or something like that, but um, that that would be my second one. I'd say would be electrostim. You know, it's kind of a, on a tangent to that. Is that something that a that a especially like a small boutique studio could offer as a service? Yeah, you could you could buy them and charge per minute or per hour if you wanted to turn it into a business model for sure. Well, you know that that to me because we have a very large number of studio owners, small private entrepreneurs, yeah. they're all yeah. struggling like everybody else is, and to find other additional unique sources of revenue. Yeah, I mean something like that. You know, you call the company that's making the the electrostim unit, and you know what this is what I would do if I were going to do that is I would I would call them, I would negotiate a, a deal with them, a partnership with them, and um, you know then have them them send X number of units to your studio, and possibly even arrange a financing deal with them to to ease your cash flow, set that up, and then um, you know basically have people give people the ability to tack on an, an electrostim unit, you know, before or after their their session. Now, if you're listening to this and that's something of interest and you chase it, um, please let me know because <laughs> I'd love to hear more about that. All right. How about it? one more? Um, last one I'd say would be – and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick something that's, that's free or relatively free and that would be cold thermogenesis. Um, the idea behind recovery is that a lot of times you're trying to shut down a cytokine production, which is the, uh, the signaling molecule that's going to cause, um, an increased amount of inflammation or an increased pain response or increased, uh, you know, movement of, of white blood cells and fluid to an area to, to cause inflammation, which is great for healing, but a, but a prolonged cytokine response can cause prolonged inflammation. And we never know, we never want prolonged inflammation. Um, and you know, the other thing when when it comes to to pain and inflammation and recovery is there are there are inflammatory molecules like uh, c reactive protein is one creatine kinase is another um, interleukin is another and you know many of these compounds um, tend to be mitigated with exposure to to cold and this is the whole concept behind you know icing as being a traditional method of enhancing recovery from injury or even ice baths as being a method to enhance uh, you know full body repair and recovery or at least decrease inflammation 
Um, w- one of the ideas behind icing, though, and, and there was an article that I wrote some time back on my website at bengreenfieldfitness.com, is that simply icing by itself um, can sometimes tend to actually increase a leakage in a blood vessel. And uh, the way that you can keep this leakage from occurring, um, because you actually don't want blood vessels to leak, you don't you don't want um, what's called uh, uh, lymph flow to be impeded, uh, which is what can happen with blood ves- when blood vessels leak, is you want to combine ice with compression. And so best one-two scenario is uh, you would use something like compression sleeves or compression tights or a compression shirt, and you would place the ice um, on top of the compression sleeve or the compression shirt, some new compression gear. There's a company called 110%, for example. They sell compression gear with sleeves in it that you can actually put the ice into. So you're literally compressing the muscle, compressing the blood vessels at the same time that you're icing them. And that's a very, very good scenario for recovery. Now, there are devices out there uh, that that are, are more popular in physical therapy institutes, but that also are used or are available for consumer use. Like the Game Ready is a perfect example. And this is a, a device that you literally um, would use to put a sleeve around a couple of muscles like your quads after a cycling uh, um, event or a race or workout. And it pumps icy cold water while at the same time compressing as the sleeve fills with air and then releases. So you get this pumping almost like a milking action of the muscle combined with cold. Now that device is a little bit more expensive. You'd pay you know, easily $1,000 for something like that. Whereas you, know, you can pick up some compression gear that has the ability to put ice sleeves into it for you know fifty to a hundred dollars, depending on how much of this compression gear that you buy. Um, and of course, you don't have to use the uh, the compression. You can always just take an ice bath, use one of these new uh, new foam rollers or sticks that you can put in the freezer and keep cold, so that you're icing and using the foam roller at the same time. Um, I keep in my in my freezer what's called a cool fat burner vest. I got it from uh, from uh, coolfatburner.com. And it's a, a vest that has these ice packs on it that I can wear it while I'm working on my computer, and it lowers my body temp. When when you lower your body temp, you're a lot of times able to not only recover faster, but you know I do it because it, it also burns more calories. It, it it steps up your metabolism so that you you kind of burn fat while you're working at your computer. So you can you, know, you can rely on ice for for that type of type of weight loss effect as well. But all of these things fall under the umbrella of cold thermogenesis, and I'm a big fan of using that for both recovery and for fat loss is there any application on the heat side uh yeah you you can certainly using hot cold contrast magnify the effect of of blood flow you know for example um taking an icy cold shower after a workout and then after one minute of of cold switch to heat for a minute and then back to cold for a minute to heat for a minute and do that three times through and that can be really effective. And another thing you could do if you're at, if your gym has like a, a cold soak and a hot soak is you can go back and forth between the hot tub and the, and the cold soak a few times or go back and forth from um, the, the, the dry sauna or the wet sauna to the cold shower and back. You know, and doing that type of hot, cold exposure can can really pump a lot of blood around your body. And it, it could be used after workout. It can be even used – I mean I, I don't want to – want to you know offend people or anything but like if i've if i've had a lot of alcohol or something like that or been you know partying you know like like you might do over over the holidays or something like that 
kind of hot cold contrast can really help to uh, to kind of detox you and, and get lymph fluid circulating as well. So you know, in cases where you just need to <laughs> kind of sweat stuff and out, sober up. Yeah, it's also <laughs> it's also useful for that. So so there you go. That's I I didn't expect any of those, and so um, you know typically. Well, I think that was the whole point of this, wasn't it? We're not going to go back to where you need to sleep and. Yeah, I mean that's the idea. It's a lot, a lot of stuff people like already know. Like especially if you're a cycling instructor, like you know that you're supposed to sleep and you know that you're supposed to, you know, have some protein after you've beaten up the muscle. But you know there there are other things out there, and I mean there's there's tons of. I mean you can look at transdermal magnesium and vibration therapy and cold low level laser and you know even things like uh, you know if you want to get into physical therapy, ultrasound, prolotherapy, and you know kinesiotaping and all this stuff but you know just keep keep an open mind and and um you know look at look into a lot of these other methods if you're really serious about speeding up recovery as fast as possible and uh if you educate yourself on this a lot of times your your clients will look to you as a as a really good resource when you know when they're injured and they need help and it, it just is kind of a, a, a it adds value to you as a person when you're able to to help folks out when it comes to injuries or just you know bouncing back faster so well, and as instructors, you know, I recognize I do personally, and a lot of us, you know, we just like to to be knowledgeable, mm-hmm. and and um, having something somewhat unique, um, something that may someone that we're talking to hadn't had a chance to try or consider, um, we may be able to guide them to something that would be helpful to them. You know, I'm going to circle back here real quick to you know your superhuman uh, event. It. it are these type of things going to be talked about or discussed during that? Yeah, I've got, I got one guy who's okay. So I don't, I don't know anything about recovery compared to this guy. Um, his name is Dr. David Minkoff. He runs a, a, a pain management and alternative wellness clinic down in Florida. He's also done like 40 Ironman triathlons. Um, he's going to come and, and I specifically asked him, I'm like, David, we want to know everything. I told him everything you could possibly do, like from from the from the cheapest supplement to the most expensive thing you could buy. Just go over everything. I'm like, I want you to go around your clinic and take pictures. I want to I want to see it all laid out in terms of um, the most basic to the most advanced techniques that people can use to manage pain, heal injuries, and get their bodies to recover as quickly as possible. I'm going to give you 45 minutes, and then you know, 15 minutes of Q and A with the audience, and then you know, at, at our posts, uh, you know, post conference parties and all that. Please be open to talking to people about stuff as well. And he's like, okay, so he, you know, he's coming out to do that, and. Um, you know, like Monica Ryan Eggle, who's more popularly known as the nutrition diva on iTunes. She's really going to talk about uh, the, what's called the inflammation factor and in, in food. And it, that, that obviously has a little bit to do with recovery as well. And I mean, really, everybody that's talking from, you know, Nora Gaudas to, you know, my personal naturopathic physician to, you know, a guy that I'm bringing up from a company called Wellness FX that tests like your blood and your, your, your saliva and your urine and stuff like that. A lot of a lot of the information that that these folks are giving out is is right along the lines of of recovery. But I mean, it goes way beyond that. You know, we're we're going after mental performance and you know, cutting through nutrition confusion and even like the longevity component, living longer, living a, a higher quality life, kind of unlocking uh, you know just your your own genetic potential to uh, to feel and and look and and perform the way that the human body is truly able to. So it's gonna be cool, right? And 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 as a and as a group, I think we're just all getting just a little 
I mean, the, the, the we've they've moved up the age scale. It seems. Does yeah. that make sense? So that we're at least the people I'm talking to aren't in their twenties. You know, they're in their forties or beyond fifties, like I am. Uh, one last question. Now that you brought that up, as far as the testing, um, the club I work at, Lifetime Fitness, is starting to offer. Um, uh, now I can't think. How do I describe it? Um, like biomark- test- biomarker testing. Well, testing for allergies. Oh yeah, allergies. for food allergies. Are, are, yeah, are, are, to identify is that is that something you're familiar with? Yeah, I, I do a lot of that with my clients, and um, you know there there are multiple. There's there's more than one way to skin a cat, really, when it comes to food allergies. And I guess the most important thing for people to know is that, you know, like if you're concerned, let's say let's say eating a gel when you're doing a triathlon or a marathon or a cycling session or something like that really bothers your stomach, and you want to find out if. Gosh, maybe I have like a fructose allergy because fructose is in a lot of gels. Well, the best way to identify a fructose allergy is via a breath allergy test. And let's say you're concerned that you have a, a gluten allergy. Well, the best way to test for a gluten allergy is via um, talking to, to any any doctor out there who's able to order one for you, but doing a test through a company called Cyrex Labs. And the only reason you do a test through Cyrex is they have the best uh, gluten intolerance panel out there. Um, and then if you want to test for, say, like a protein allergy like egg or, you know, should I do chicken eggs or duck eggs or, you know, what's the best meat for me, beef or turkey or chicken for something like that, you'd want to use, um, you know, if, if you're in the in the U.S., a company called U.S. Biotech um, or Metametrics is another one. So the, the important thing about food allergies is there's not um, like one single test that's best and a lot of tests raise false positives. If you use like one of these tests, like one one popular one's called on Lisa, and people will come to me with the results from that test, and that's a that's a, a blood test, and they'll be like, Ben, what do I do? I'm allergic to these 240 different foods, and the fact, <laughs> and the fact is of, like of the 260 they gave me to yeah, choose and it from, right? Freaks people out, and it's like, you know, a lot of a lot of these tests just know that 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 they they have great potential to raise false positives, so just. Be careful. I mean, I recommend you 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 know grab a grab like a, a registered dietitian who really knows their way around food allergies, or you know talk to me or talk to to like a good alternative medical practitioner about what you want to do, what you want to achieve when it comes to food allergies. Um, because just like getting some shotgun test for food allergies can a lot of times create more like stress for you in your life than you need to because it's telling you you're allergic to stuff that you actually possibly not allergic to so just kind of be careful with the food allergy testing thing i know it's gotten really sexy and popular and whatnot but understand that mul- that different tests are good for different things and um and so yeah that's that's the the basic idea behind the food allergy testing so that so the takeaway from this is that you you should go into this with a plan yeah, I mean, really, like the way. So, best case scenario, you here. Okay, so here's a really easy way to do it. There's this some. There's this thing called the Doctor Coca uh, Pulse Rate Test. You could Google it if you want to read about it more, but it's Doctor C O C A Pulse Rate Test. And you just take your pulse rate before you eat a meal, and you take your pulse rate after you eat a meal. And it's not supposed to vary by more than about three beats. And if it does, there is some type of a nervous system sensitivity or possible uh, intolerance going on to something that was in that meal that you ate. 
and just do that for two weeks and then combine it also with just kind of jotting down a note about whether you got gas or bloating or discomfort or you didn't feel good. And you're going to start to see patterns emerge. Like, you know, you'll notice patterns emerge maybe after you've had beans and legumes or after you've had wheat or after you've had, you know, eggs for breakfast versus having a smoothie for breakfast and just little things like that. And then you can go in and do kind of more of like, like, um, sniper food allergy testing rather than shotgun based food allergy testing, meaning that throughout the course of those two weeks, you saw that. Um, you know, signs and symptoms that you might be sensitive, might be sensitive to, let's say, eggs, soy, and red meat. And so you go and you find specific tests for eggs, soy, and red meat. And and you answer your own questions based off of qualitative uh, qualitative measurements that you've been taking. You know, and that's that's kind of a combination of what would be called like an elimination diet with actual testing. So, you know, that's that's one way to to do it. Um, you know, again, versus doing like a shotgun approach. Does that kind of make sense? It does. And, and as, as you're saying it, that, that, I mean, this obviously ties right back into recovery. If you're stressing your body because you're eating things that you don't tolerate well, um, I would presume that you're not going to recover as well. Yeah. What happens is, and, and, and this is the way that, that, cause I, I ended up getting sick after an Ironman triathlon last year. And um, I, mean, I went into my naturopathic physician because I, I wanted to know if I was kind of doing the wrong – eating the wrong proteins basically because I do kind of step up my protein intake a little bit to help my body repair and recover after an Ironman. And we found out that I shouldn't be eating um, – for me, it was uh, chicken eggs and uh, I'm even a little bit sensitive to whey protein. And the, the way he explained it to me was, you know, it's like piling inflammation on top of inflammation, right? You've got inflammation from exercise, and then you create more inflammation as your body mounts an autoimmune reaction against these proteins that it's that it's sensitive to, that you're not genetically predisposed to be able to digest or handle very well. And so it's not like I, it's not like I never eat omelets or I'll never do like a whey protein shake. But now I won't do that after an Ironman where I know my body's already inflamed and it needs every little you know bit of recovery that it can get. So, you know, for me, it, you know, when it comes to this stuff, you know, you look at everything from a balanced standpoint, too. If I'm going to enjoy an omelet, heck, I'm going to enjoy an omelet. I'm just not going to do it, though, you know, after a day that's been really, really tough or when I know my body's already inflamed. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the recovery component is, you know, piling inflammation on top of inflammation is not a good idea. This has been very informative, Ben. I appreciate your time today. Well, thanks, John. Um, I hope it was helpful, and uh, I would love to see some of your listeners out at uh, out at Become Superhuman this March. So, Before we forget, Ben, you're offering our listeners a $50 discount on the normally $297 registration, and uh, they just need to use discount code ICIPRO at registration. Yep, absolutely. That'll knock 50 bucks off. Um, it's already for what you're getting in terms of food and and parties and uh, getting to rub shoulders with a lot of these speakers. Um, it's already an, an extremely affordable event, but that'll, that'll make it even better for you. Yeah, that'll knock uh, 50 bucks off with uh, ICI Pro at superhumancoach.com. Awesome. All right. Well, Ben Greenfield, and, and don't be a stranger. Maybe we can get you back on again. And if you're listening to this, run to iTunes. Uh, just go, go into fitness. You'll find him, the Get Fit guy. Again, Ben, thank you. Hey, thanks, John. <laughs> 